WBNE. Welcome back to Late to the Party, a side quest, The Wild Wolves. I'm Jordan Bulky. I am your dungeon master. Uh, hello, I'm Tyler Doobie, and I'm playing Skybright Dark Shadow, a uh, halfling rogue who loves shiny things and stabbing things. And I'm Camille Leonard, playing Molly Darton, the half-elf cleric. <laughs> I'm Ethan Etchell. I'm playing Kevin, the Warforged Barbarian. And I'm Scott Nicewander. I'm playing Dr. Archibald Reptilius, uh, the uh, little disheveled Dr. Druid. Uh, I'm special guest Brennan Lee Mulligan. What a bizarre thing to say about yourself. Uh, I'm playing Balthazar DeLuca Van Voorstings, Leonin Bard of the College of Swords, noted hero and swashbuckler trying to get even more noted if if we can make that happen. Excellent. Uh, and yes, Brennan is our fabulous special guest who is joining us. He is the Dungeon Master on Dimension 20 and all of the links to all of those things will be below. He's incredible. The show's incredible. You should check it Dog out. Oh, shucks. Thanks. In this campaign, though, we just got ourselves into a little bit of a scuffle and have made our way to Pineview. Um, so we're here with Franklin and we have a couple of wolf carcasses in the back. Uh, Franklin has taken us to the the Shepherd's Crook. Uh, so the Shepherd's Crook is the inn in town. It's uh, one of the lo- largest and oldest buildings in the entire village, and it sits opposite the town square. Uh, Franklin's taken us here because he knows that there's a town meeting tonight, and he has had come to the capital city to recruit all of you to help fight their wolf problem. And so he is hoping that he will, you all will be his solution. As you enter the inn, uh, you see behind the bar, a dwarven woman with a long flowing beard. And she is passing out drinks, passing out food, just having a grand old time. But you can tell that the atmosphere in the, the inn is a little bit more reserved. Folks are feeling a little bit uneasy. They're maybe speaking in more hushed tones and not really interacting or socializing quite as much. A couple people just keeping to themselves. Anytime there's a loud noise, you see everyone sort of jump, startle, look out the window, check that everything's okay, and go back to what they're working on. You all are inside this inn, and what do you is there have we how long has it been since the fight with the wolves i'm gonna say it's been maybe 30 minutes so you haven't had enough time to really Um, i'm gonna ask molly on our way in um and dr reptilius who i know are both are both spellcasters uh as as we are about to enter this uh house of rest and replenishment um do either of you have any magic by means of um fixing wear and tear to say one's exquisitely tailored wardrobe I would hate to make a bad first impression I'm covered in blood um my well Balthazar I can definitely help you with your clothing I don't know about the blood but I got I got a little mending that I can do for you 
Oh, uh, Molly, you are a, a salve to the soul and a boon to the spirits. Thank you so much for the kindness and sharing your magical gifts. Um, this is, b believe me, this is like 850 thread count, just the shirt alone. So it's this is huge that you're able to do this because if I went to a tailor, it's, believe me, it's expensive. It, it's, I know uh, how know. important it is to look good. I understand. Hmm. And I don't, I don't know if this is helpful at all, but if you, it, you can let me know if it is. I could theoretically sew the clothing into your skin. Is that I think a thing Molly's that you... got it, actually. Okay. I think all Molly right. does sort of have it. But thank, that's but fair. That's fair. Good thinking. Great hustle. You know, that's, um, uh, I do, I, 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 that's, you know, once again, everything you say, it's, um, it's always interesting. Got it. And, uh, and, and you gotta give it that. You gotta give him that. Um. <laughs> Uh, Molly reaches out yeah. and casts mending. Looking less worse for the wear now, uh, Balthazar especially, everyone, uh, you wander in looking slightly less disheveled. My, everybody looks mighty tense. Uh, and just as you say that, you hear from a back room a, a quite loud shout. I'm tired of dealing with this. You're the... You're the one in charge. You're supposed to be fixing the problem. And every person who had been sitting in the bar hearing that sort of jumps again, quite startled. Everyone's a little bit tense and on edge as you mused. So what's up with that, huh? That sounds suspiciously like plot development. I was going to say... um, do have any of the shepherds that we saved come here with us or no? Yes. So if you wanted to talk to them, they definitely have uh, chatty information that you might be able to gain from them. Um, hell yeah! I'm going to uh, I'm going to talk to one of the shepherds as as uh, as we walk in uh, as we're, as we're heading into the bar, and I want to sort of be like. Um, my good friend, uh, uh, if, if I may ask for your name, I would love to. to I, I'm. It is an honor to have saved your life, and uh, you know we're making an entree into your community, your establishment. And I often find that rather than simply barging in and you know announcing ourselves as the heroes of um, your town, whose name I remember, that. Um, uh, it's often better for a local to make this sort of the beginning, and I'll take it from you after you've kind of introduced us, but it's nice to have kind of a local MC to kind of... Do you know what I'm saying? Is that... Do you understand? Oh, I mean, we're not all that fancy up here in Pineview, but Pineview. If, if you really want a, a formal announcement like that... Uh, anyway, my name's my name's Carnaby, and, and I, do you want me to just, like... Carnaby... They're no, Carnaby. Let me let me let me level with you, Carnaby. Is it? Do you get saved from wolves like every day? Is that like a small deal that happens all the time here in Pineview? I mean, lately, roundabout wolves wolves are here all the time. It just look, man. Look, I mean, look, 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 look. I need. I got it. Someone's got to give me a hand. Someone's got to give me a leg up. So I'm just. Just whatever you need to make it to just smooth it over, just sort of holler at your friends when we walk into the tavern and just sort of, you know, you you don't have to go, go on and on. But just, you know what I mean? Just sort of say like, hey, these guys came in. They did some spells. They cat, they did some stuff. They saved us from wolves. Does that, is that, am I asking a lot? Is that too much? No, I can, that, yeah. Uh... Yep, that will, that'll do, I guess. Um, My name is Kevin. So, Kevin. Um. So, uh, Carnaby walks walks inside and says, "Well, uh, it it looks like the little McKinnon boy got himself some friends who who can can cast some spells and and stuff. Uh, they they chased off some of the wolves. They did save a couple of our sheep. We didn't lose as many this time. So, um, anyway, this is Kevin and friends. <laughs> Kevin and friends." Kevin and friends? I am Kevin. I'm going to turn over to Skybright and be like, I can't believe Carnaby did us dirty like that. Incredible. Um, I know. Should I stab him? Um, <laughs> honestly, 
I'm almost right there with you, but not <laughs> not just yet. You know, I, I, I'm not happy, but I don't think we're... Th- you give me the signal and I'll go for okay, the Okay, we need to be really specific about what the signal is, because this could be a miscommunication that could very much get someone killed. So the signal's going to be me waving both my arms over this and yelling stab, okay? It's got to oh, be something I can't okay. do by accident. <laughs> Molly's going to turn to the group and just say, Hey, y'all, we're here for help. Uh, and after Carnaby's announcement and, and Molly's statement, uh, the woman behind the bar, oh, thank goodness y'all are here. Franklin, your father's been worried up a storm about you running off like that. For shame. For shame, little boy. You will not disrespect the human sapling in my presence. Kevin, sweetie, I, I think they get it. Uh, well, all right, but you know his father's going to be giving him an earful running off and not telling anybody where he went, even if it was to get reinforcements. But Franklin, sweetie, they're all in the back having a, well, you know how it is with your father. Uh, why don't why don't you take your friends and and maybe we can find find a solution to this this little problem. Um, an earful of what? Pardon? An earful of what? Well, you can't just go running off from your family without telling them that you're leaving. Yeah, but what's in his ears? Skybright, it's a colloquialism or or an idiom, if you prefer. <laughs> uh, the 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 earful is just an is just to say someone had an earful is just to say that they were spoken to quite a bit. It's full um, of sounds, dear. Many full sounds. Of sounds. <laughs> Can I pull a, a coin out of my own ear? Yeah, sure. Give me a sleight of hand check. <laughs> yes! Oh, thank God. Plus eight. <laughs> Please tell me that you rolled a one. <laughs> I rolled a five. <laughs> but I do have a plus eight. So it's still 13. So you you do clumsily pull a coin out, but it is very obviously stashed in your hand as you're bringing your hand up to your ear. I can earful. Very good. Kind of. Yes, okay. All right. You must show me how you have done this. (laughs) Is this this lady like eight or 30? I can't tell. It is so hard to pin down. It's a a weird halfling thing. I don't want to be condescending just because they're child-sized, but something's going on, right? I'm not... Yeah, they could be, they might have had a, a past life as a close-up magician. They could be that old. They had a previous career. I don't know. Yeah, hard to tell, honestly. Um, the two of you <laughs> use so many words to say almost nothing. Well, dearies, I think it's time that we go in the back and speak with uh, Frankie's father. Yes, in the back to save the town of Pineview, I announced to everyone. So uh, you get, a, uh, give me a persuasion check some sort of charisma but i think persuasion's what cool, i'm feeling cool done deal uh that's going to be a 23 astonishingly even though you have done yet nothing for the folk here carnaby gives you a here here and in response the rest of the bar goes here here yes here here all right okay we're on our way we are on our way you walk into the back room where you see uh, three folks seated around a, a table. Well, mostly seated around a table. Um, you see an older man sort of in a big cloak-like robe. And he is the one receiving the earful at this moment from a, a large sort of imposing and terrifying bird man, uh, an Aarakocra, who... If he weren't already red in the face with his feathers, you would immediately know was red in the face with anger as he is screaming at uh, this robed figure. And then there is also a a young woman seated not too terribly far away. But the, the man who is screaming says, now, gosh darn it, Father McKinnon, you are the town wizard you are supposed to be the one who deals with these threats. You aren't done nothing yet. And I can't butcher sheep that are three times the size. No one wants the meat. 
They keep running off with all the sheep. I can't sell it. And there's no grain to be had. So where are we feeding everyone from this, this winter? And the seated man shaking and quaking is, uh, we're, we're, we're doing everything that, that we can. I, we sent word to, uh, to William at university to see if he could perhaps come back and, oh, Franklin, what, boy, where have you been? I, 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 I found help, dad. I am the help. I am Kevin. And friends. These are, are sure? my Gang, huddle friends. up real quick. Huddle up real quick. Are we sure about Kevin and friends? Is that the name? Because these things really stick once they catch on. You know, we could, we could be adventuring for a long time together as Kevin and friends. I just sort of want to put our heads together. Let's just, you know, like some people say first thought, best thought. You know, sometimes it's first thought, worst thought. And you want to sort of workshop some stuff. Let's just make sure that we're putting other, there's just some other options that are floating around. You know, maybe... Uh, I, I kind of like Kevin and Friends. It's kind of catchy. Yeah, that's interesting. What that's about, interesting, though. But that's interesting because Deary, I don't if know. if you want to be the center of attention, you're going to have to be first. So you're... So wait a minute. Molly's asking that it be Balthazar and Friends? Well, okay, that's one vote for Balthazar and Friends. I think we all know where this is going, and you're the only one that cares. Well, I don't want it to... I'm not trying to be thirsty. I vote for Balthazar. Okay, I see, but now what's happened is it's sort of turned around on me. You know what I mean? Like, now I'm kind of the, all right, Kevin and, fr- Kevin and friends. It's Kevin and friends, Kevin and friends. We are Kevin and friends, and we have come to save the town of Pineview. I am here to kill wolves. Wolves are liars. What? The st- standing, red-faced uh, gentleman. See, now this is a kid with his act figured out. He's, he, he wags his finger at, at the man in the robe. You've got one son, one son who's worth his salt over here. Don't know about your other one, but this one, this one, he's worth his salt. Bring it in these heroes. Now, are, you're, you're here to, to take care of the wolves? Yes, you're here, you're here for the wolves, correct? That, that is yes, correct, yes. Of yeah, course. I'm gonna Absolutely turn him into blankets. Right. Mm-hmm. We are here for the wolves. I'm more here for the teeth than the wolves, but the wolves have the teeth, so they kind of go together. I want the skin. Hey, Molly, can I sidebar with Molly real quick? So we, yeah, I don't know if you noticed, we kind of got three, we're a group of five, and of the five of us, there's three of us that, you know, it's sort of like an adventuring party is a lot like a band. And who the front man is going to be? It's, you know, there's that, that's the person's going to be in the center of the poster. You know what I mean? Balthazar, and we got one, honey, we got would a, you be happier if you were standing in the front with me? You know, I, here's the thing. I can't ask for it because then it's, I'm sort of the no, asshole, no, right? I, but I'm, I'm just saying, saying like, you should come to the front with me. Maybe stand in front of Kevin. He's, he's not good with the people as much. You know, yeah, we got the murder robot. We got the eight-year-old that he keeps asking about stabbing. And we got Dr. Teeth. And I'm just saying I mean, that. Step into your role, honey, and fulfill it. Lead your path. Okay. Yes, hello. Uh, I am Kevin as well. And actually, the, the Kevin of the Kevin and Friends is me. So that's so I'm going to kind of be and no offense to other to Kevin to Kevin Prime here but we um you have a wolf problem and I sense some family drama that believe me I'm going to get notes on after all this cuz this is really going to juice up kind of the B plot for the song I'm going to write about this later but we are here to solve your wolf problem you have wolves perhaps thousands attacking a village incessantly killing your sheep well, it seems to be maybe not a thousand, but but it's it's definitely a few. Do do you know where they come from? Well, so last week we sent a a band of blokes out from the village, and they went out to go hunt them. They they tracked them back to their den, maybe, but as soon as they got to the darkest part of the woods, they were just completely ambushed. I, now I wasn't there myself, but but some of them talk of like bursts of fire and and it it sounded like some kind of unholy mess up there. Franklin, anyway, honey, Franklin, was, are you writing this down? This is important information. Uh y- y- yes, I can I can I can Very do that. Good. Franklin 
just like immediately grabs pen and paper. I, I kind of learned to um, read and write from my, my brother's magic books, which was really cool. So um, my handwriting's, I'm not very fast, but. You develop your shorthand but, and we'll, you know, we'll figure it out. Molly winks at Balthazar, like, there you go. There's your notes. <laughs> I lean over to Molly and go, this kid's clearly got some kind of inferiority thing with his older wizard brother. I hope this brother shows up because that's, gr- you know, we get some moment later that we can write into the song where it's going to, you know, it's great. The kids, there's a lot of pathos. Oh, no, I love my brother. I'm so kid, proud of him for getting out the university. every once in a while, right? Help me. <laughs> now, did you say your eldest boy left a while ago? Yes, ma'am, he did. He he left a uh, few months back. Um, he, His mom and I were so proud. He got accepted to the, the university. He can do magic like like I can, but but way, way more than that. And, and so he got he got to go to the university and and uh, he's he's out there studying, uh, studying the magics right now. Uh we we did send him a letter to see if maybe he could come back home and and help out with with what was going on but we ain't, we ain't heard back yet um well, i hope he's all right well it sounds like he's not going to be much help here so looks like it's us is that unusual to write a missive to someone at university and to not hear back in this time is there any reason to suspect foul play i mean we haven't had Anybody from Pineview to go to university in in so many years, I he's the only one that I know of since I was a a real young lad. So I I don't know for sure. Well, that is an interesting matter that may tie into the comings and goings of Pineview. Let me ask a more direct question to deal with the wolf problem here. Obviously your focus is on these wolves and getting rid of them as soon as possible. And you're saying there's not a thousand. It sounds like you can't rule out that there might be a thousand, but you know, there's an amount that's more than we would like. Mm -hmm. And are there any factors in the environment of Pineview, any changes in either the wilderness or the comings and goings of strangers, perhaps spellcasters of any kind uh, that coincide with these wolves appearing. In other words, it seems strange that beings of the natural world should appear in such aggressive and large numbers without some other factor in the natural world changing. Can you think of anything in the timeline that would have explained this? The uh, standing angry man, he chimes in, wolves started attacking real nasty about the same time that that man, Grimstone and, and so many Folks, sheep's just growing out of control, getting way too big for me to even even slaughter them. Although there's there's lots of wool, and wool's a major export here. But like I was telling old man McKinnon here, no one wants a rack of lamb that's five times the size of a normal rack of lamb because it doesn't taste as good. It's just tough. It's meaty. Yes, we did see that absolute chunko in the middle of the road. It was a unit. It was sure. a large sheep. Archie, honey, did you hear anything from the trees while we were coming in? I, I didn't hear anything. You know, I tried to speak with a wolf. That's about as best I got. Didn't work out so well there. I can uh, ask the trees. Kevin, honey, would you? Would you convene with the trees? I will ask the trees. I guess follow-up question there, Kev. After you ask the trees, will you be able to hear and understand their answer? I will ask the trees. Okay, right, so okay, we kind of, cool. there we go. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. There's no answer there. <laughs> Is anyone, I think you're also kind of standing near Franklin as well, right? Uh, what's everybody's like passive insight or passive perception? Oh, bad. 16? 13. 13. 11 for perception, 10 for insight. Um, so Dr. Archibald, when they were speaking about not getting a letter back from Franklin's older brother, uh, you could tell that Franklin sort of shifted uncomfortably uh, as a part of that conversation, um, but didn't speak up or say anything in particular. Anyway, 
yeah, so we we did send send out a raiding party, but they they got ambushed. They're I, I was trying to tell you before, you know, you you kept talking, but there there was a, a decent shepherd, uh, Feather Rock. He got hurt pretty bad, and and everybody thought he was turning dead. But next morning, he was found just dumped on somebody's doorstep near the woods. Poor guy ain't been the same since, and tells tales of wild voices. Cracked in the head, he is now. That seems that seems our, our probably a first place that we should go and investigate. If this person has had some sort of insight into strange going on, goings on in the forest, would it be possible for Doctor Reptilius here to examine some of these larger than average sheep? Yes, I would love to, if possible. We can we can make that a, a thing. I can have. I can have Grimstone bring one of his one of his fat boys. Is that what you call them? Just fat boys? That's what you call them? I mean, I did like the descriptor chonker That's earlier. That's pretty good. You know. Mm-hmm. No, I just want to make sure I got the terminology down. Yes, bring one of your largest chunkos for Dr. Reptilius to... And don't worry about him steepling his fingers like that. He's... You're going to be... Are you going to... Archie, you're going to be normal, right? We're actually looking for clues in these sheep. You're not going to like grab their teeth or anything like that? I I need very specific teeth, and unless the sheep somehow have wolf mouths, then I will be strictly professional. I might sew something into them, but we'll get there when we get there. Mr. McKinnon says, well, if you folks are here to help take care of the wolf problem, I'll see to it that you get an evening in the inn uh, if you want to head out in the morning or you could head out now, it is on your word. We're just happy to have before the we, help. Before we leave happy this indeed. scene, I'd like to know what Skybright has stolen from whom, as I assume that Skybright is rifling through people's pockets as they're not paying attention. Yeah, um, I think I'd like to go through the Birdman. Give me a sleight of hand check. Actually, could I go for Franklin? Sure. 23 sleight of hand. <laughs> you pull two uh, pages of paper out of Franklin's pocket and he has absolutely no idea that you have done anything. I think as we're, as we're leaving, as we're kind of disbanding from here, uh, noticing that Franklin kind of shifted a bit when talking about not getting a correspondence back from uh, his brother William, right? Uh, I would like to just kind of have a little sidebar with this little Franklin kid. And do I notice at all that uh, Shinebright has stolen these things, pieces of paper, potentially? With a 20-something sleight of hand, absolutely okay, cool, not. cool, 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 cool. So I'm just going to operate off of the little bit of a shiftiness, and I want to just walk up to uh, kind of go next to Franklin and just kind of whisper like, so something, you you did hear something from your brother, though, didn't you? No. You can I, trust me. I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a doctor's coat, which makes me seem credible. Roll to persuade with advantage. <laughs> so I rolled the exact same number, and it is an eight. No, I'm just, my, my brother's probably just busy at university. He, he's excited, mm-hmm. he, and, and, and we're so proud of him, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just so happy. I, I miss him. I mean, you'd probably miss your brother too, right? We, we grew up together and I, I mean, he was the first in our, our family to even really get real schooling. So, you know, that's or real, real magic schooling, of course. Um, and I, I always got shoot off whenever dad and William were playing magic. Cause mom said that I was, I was too little to play with dad, but now that I'm grown, William, William, he he ain't much much bigger than me yeah. now. Well, you know, if you ever uh, have any sort of uh, valuable information that could help us along the way, would appreciate that. Uh, otherwise, uh, anytime you want to, you know, if you want to go see me interrogate some sheep, that could be fun too. I th- I think I'll pass. I I was You're gonna lost. go see my yeah. friend Rary while while her dad's right. while her dad's here.
Hey everybody, this is Ethan here, the editor and tree robot of Late to the Party. Uh, if you're listening to this episode because you just recently found Late to the Party, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast on WB Network, uh, welcome to the club. You've now found the coolest Dungeons & Dragons podcast in the world, except maybe for Dimension 20, which isn't really a podcast, whatever. Anyway, uh, I'm Ethan, and I'm just here to tell you that we have a lot of more episodes for you to listen to. We did a whole first season of a campaign uh, that just wrapped up. It's set in modern day Miami where people find magic and stuff and there's like tieflings and it's all it's all really good uh, we have a couple other side quest campaigns one's about sheep one's about Christmas and one that's about Scooby-Doo and they're they're a lot of fun they're a lot of a really good time so just go listen to the other episodes of late to the party tell your friends about late to the party tell everybody you know your doctor your dentist your mail deliverer the guy who leaves milk on your front step anybody you know about late to the party let them know that it's the coolest podcast in the world that you love listening to it and thank you so much for listening we love you uh you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash late to the party podcast get access to late to the after party and our unedited not unedited our early access episodes they are definitely edited <laughs> fully fully edited and uh yeah that's that's about it that's really cool um back to the episode As we're walking out, I'm gonna put my hand on Balthazar's shoulder, and I'm going to, like, tap on him and say, May I speak with you for a moment? By all means, my good friend. Uh, uh, what uh, what troubles your mind? I'm gonna stand up to my full height, my full six foot six, and put on a real intimidating face and say, You did not tell me. That your name was also Kevin. This is incredible. I have never met another Kevin. For, for which Kevin are you named? Oh, boy. Well, so this is a... So here's, so here's, the, so here's the thing. I'm, can I make an insight check? <laughs> yeah. To see, to see how heartbroken... Um, Kevin would be if I confided in him that my name was not really Kevin. Yes, you may make that check. Uh, uh, this is just going to be a 14. Uh, with a 14, how much can he I, read your excitement? Yeah, or I think I'm a pretty open book, honestly. I think I'd be pretty, pretty sad to learn that, you know, I found another Kevin, somebody else who knows the, the, the magic of Kevin's. Uh, I'm going to, uh, say, um... I am named for a heroic trickster god from a far-off world who even as a child defended his home from rack and ruin. I am named for one Kevin McAllister. But it is a secret name. I'm... That Kevin, being a trickster deity, prefers to move in ways hidden and subtle. So I go by Balthazar de Luca van Vorstings for, you know, branding reasons. But secretly, you know, my name is is Kevin as well. Kevin is going to, to kneel in front of Balthazar <laughs> and bow no. his head and say, It is a great honor. To serve alongside you, sir. I get emotional. I think Balthazar is into moments like this. And I kneel to you and I say, You kneel to no one, brother. For we are Kevin's both. And I'm going to give you like the hero's handshake. You know that thing where you grasp like, like this. <laughs> yes. While they're both kneeling at each other and about my height, I'm going to walk up and be like, Hey, Balthazar, will these help your story? And what is this? What am I being handed? And I, I hand the two notes that <laughs> I pre-cocketed. Wild. Since we're all at the same eye level, I just thought we could discuss it. That's great. And this is incredible. Oh my God. Let's go somewhere secret. By the way, feel f feel free to chime in with stuff like this, even if we're not kneeling. This is always going to be <laughs> helpful. <laughs> at any height. Um... Uh, uh, I'm gonna let's, let's squirrel off somewhere and read these notes. Sounds great. 
and I think we also would like Dr. Algebold to chat with some sheep. Yeah, sure. I can do that separately. I can do that. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's talk about these notes. Yeah. Um, there are two of them. Uh, you open the first one and uh, there's really not a whole lot of investigation to be done so much as artistic interpretation. So it is, it is a, a drawing. I don't even oh, know no. what kind of skill you might need for that, but it is, it is a drawing of a, a bad drawing of a beautiful young bird woman who she has bright blue plumage right at, at the tips. And then everywhere else, uh, she's just very like gray and silver. And it looks like whoever drew this, uh, very painstakingly like took, uh, silver shavings and, and sort of made the silver look silvery rather than just gray. Um, and it has little badly drawn hearts all around it. And that's, that's about all that's on this My first God. sheet. This Aarakocra has some kind of crush. Incredible. I, I, I feel like we gotta, gotta get this guy more involved because you really, you want romance in, in there somewhere, you know? You know, it could be like C-plot. Yeah, yeah, that works. I suppose that does make sense. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta find out more about this guy. All right, let's go on to number two. Number two is a letter. It is written in tidy common. Um, I presume you can read common since you have written it. And it just says, uh, dearest brother, I am sorry to hear that the wolves have not ceased their attacks since my departure. Unfortunately, I am unable at this time to assist with the, I, I am unable to assist with the problem. Practicing practical magic is somewhat looked down upon from university and I uh, cannot afford to uh, harm my reputation any further. Uh, yours sincerely, Scepter, P.S. Please don't call me William, at least not in public. A great deal unfolds with this correspondence with the Magical University. Does this letter feel like it's from older brother? Does it feel like it's like this is this is correspondence coming from William or no? Um, as far as you can tell, yes. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Fascinating. Let's go see how Archie's doing with these sheep. This is, I think, I think the next thing for us to do is definitely to investigate this person who's heard voices in the woods and can maybe direct us towards where we're going. But there's something afoot with this correspondence with the university. There's something unexplained, I feel. Uh, so, Dr. Archibald, you are outside. There is a, a shepherd with a sheep that he just brought out to you and this sheep is is a good solid eight feet tall okay. like okay you look up wow. to it it is the largest that is incredible i got the largest one i could no yes i see that this is enormous where do you keep it just outside i imagine or i mean we're working on building barns that will fit them but honestly by the time they get this big there's and, not much you can do with them except and how their wool. long has this been happening and you don't know why they're getting bigger and bigger they're just growing out of control. They just, they grow out of control and they're eating all of the grain stores so much more quickly. It's, it's going to be a problem. We're going to have to I would probably let some of them go. I will kind of ponder that and then reach into my, uh, you know, like my, my, my pockets to pull out some like spell components. And uh, if there's time, I would love to like ritual cast, like speak with animals. And I would just love to talk to this big old chonker, please. So yes, I just, I will just like kind of set up a space to, to perform this like magic ritual and, uh, you know, reach, uh, touch my fingers to my head and reach out to the, as best, I, as best as I can. I'm trying to reach for the sheep's head, but it's so tall. I'm just like, that and I create like a little link and uh want to speak with this boy. Uh, hi, do you have food? Uh, hello, hi, no, do you have food? I don't have food? food. Are you okay? What do you? I'm, I'm hungry. Do you know Can I why you are this big? Because I eat. Okay. Can I do you? Do you have do you? Are you partial to the grains that have been around 
this area. This you you where do you normally eat your food? Uh, in the barn. In the barn with all the other sheep, with the grains. And have you noticed that your food has been different recently? No, I just I just I just want more food. Okay. Can I, can do I have not more? have any. Do you? You might need to slow down a little bit. You're causing a lot of harm to the, the agriculture around here. The what? Yeah, that's a big word for you. Never mind. Um, you know what? This was. This isn't helping me too too much. Uh, I will just kind of. I'll 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 break that that link a little bit. Uh, but before I do, I'll be like. But in the meantime, it, I am a doctor. I like doing experimental sort of doctor things. So if you ever need anything, I don't know if sheep have. I I need. I don't know I if need sheep, food. I don't have that. I have a potential kind of medical surgery to maybe give you elbows. Do you have elbows? I could give you elbows. Um, the the sheep shifts sort of on its on its feet, trying to figure out where its elbows yeah. would be. Just you um, just call. Just let me know if you ever if you ever interested in that sort of thing. Uh, all right, goodbye. And I'll just like break that little uh, <laughs> mental connection. Um, is there anything that I could investigate around here that would kind of ling- lead me to um, some sort of answer here. My, my thought would be that there's something with the food that they're eating that is making them big. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Not where you are. I suppose if you wanted to go check out the food, uh, where they were, um, there, there is a, a barn, um, that, that he came from that you can meander over that way. I believe, uh, about the time that you finished that, since you had to ritual cast and everything, you've got both Kevin's and Skybright and Molly uh, sort of tumbling out to uh, hear if you got anything interesting and then potentially go speak with the gentleman who was, was injured, um, who actually would be upstairs uh, at the inn. That's where he's holed up at the moment. So we're all kind of back together then, is what you're saying? Yes, I think this would be a good information exchange right. moment if there is any. Well, everyone, I got pretty much nothing. So that's been my day. You were not able to talk to the sheep? No, I was able to talk to it. That that wasn't the problem. Uh, they it's just it just wants food. And I don't know if the food is making them in a weird way or if they just want food because they're already growing and they need to, you know, eat so much to sustain it. It, they, it wasn't a helpful exchange between me and the the sheep. How's your, how, how's your day going? Has it been better? That's, to, that's addressed to either of the Kevins. Right. Uh, let me jump in here uh, with the whole Kevin thing. Just remind people that actually I do kind of need Balthazar DeLuca Van Voistings to kind of stick as the general branding. Kevin is sort of a special bond between me and Kevin. There's kind of, I'm sort of a secret, sure, yeah, a yeah, secret yeah. Kevin, stealth Kevin. Also, it's just going to help us keep track of, you know, uh, in fights, if someone yells Kevin, we'll know that we're talking about Kevin rather than me, Balthazar, who is also Kevin. I get that it's confusing. Um, we should, uh, I'm sorry to hear that your venture with the sheep was not fruitful. We should endeavor to question this uh, farmer or this shepherd that was seen to be speaking about voices in the wood. I think we should yeah. uh, journey there at once. Sounds good. Yes. Hopefully we can get some uh, helpful information from this lad. Uh, so you knock on the door of Mr. Featherock's room and y- you hear a, come on in. So uh, it's a fairly small room, uh, well-appointed with like flowers on the dresser from someone and uh, he's bandaged and uh, a little bit strung up on the bed of like uh, his his foot is elevated and in some sort of a cast. Um, and you see just a, a, a young halfling uh, and he's gonna first see Skybright. Well, hello there. Hello. What what can I or what can I do you folks for? I am Kevin. Are you This is Kevin. We're his we're this his This is friends. not Kevin. And this is also yes. not Kevin. There's one Kevin. Are are you here to fight the, the We wolves? are here to solve Pineview's wolf problem, certainly. Although I suspect that fouler forces are at work merely than a pack of 
ravenous canines. Let me ask you a question, Mr. Featherrock, was it? What experiences do you have in the woods? Uh, we have heard tell that uh, strange events unfolded in your life that may provide us some piercing insight into the strange goings-on of Pineview. In addition to these wolves acting more aggressively than normal, we also know that some of your sheep have become unmanageably large. Right. So so we were we had a, a little raiding party go out to try to chase the wolves after they tried to steal uh, some more of, of Mr. Grimstone's sheep. And anyway, it was a big group of us all, and I'm kind of little, and so I got I got bitten pretty badly and then kind of kicked around by the other guys as they ran away, and it's, it's a little... Sorry, you got kind of kicked around by the other guys as they ran away? I mean, they probably didn't even know that I was really there. It's a half Sorry, wait, thing. you got bit by a wolf and trampled by your friends who left you in the forest to die? I mean, they all said that they figured that I was already dead after that bite. I, it, it was pretty, pretty nasty. And I, I definitely found myself, you know, I, I honestly thought I died, especially then because I started hearing, hearing voices and talking that weren't, weren't my friends. I, have you considered not getting bitten? Can I... Can I tell you something without you thinking I'm crazy? Probably. Don't tell me anything. Yes. By all... No. <laughs> Relatively speaking, anything you say will be less crazy than anything I'm thinking. So go for it. It, it almost sounded like... Like the wolves were talking. It... I knew it! I knew it. I knew it. Ooh, this is huge. I'm not happy that you got bitten and the wolves were scary. I'm just saying this is huge for how this adventure is going to play out. So they were talking. So we have their sentient, evil, magical wolves. Well, they were talking about about whether or not they should... Whether or not they should eat me. As they were speaking, were they speaking in the common tongue, or did you find yourself somehow able to understand the speech of wolves? I don't know. I I don't know. I was just scared. Dearie, it, dear, has anyone gone missing recently? Not that I can think of. Well, Why? you know, if these wolves are people, they have to be people from somewhere. Now that is an interesting leap that you made, but I like it. I mean... It's been a couple of months that this has been going on, so we've had full moon since then. It could be. I I ain't seen nobody else turn, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean much. When the wolves spoke, were were all of them speaking, or did it seem that there were some clear leaders, for lack of a better word? I I I couldn't see it they weren't happy. They were they were arguing about well one of them I, I think she kept saying that they should eat me because because I was better off eating than home and 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 I don't know they didn't eat me they they Do brought you remember me home the point I think. and I understand that you're getting emotional right now and by all means this is this is all um I don't want to say this is all gold but I mean that in, in an empathetic way um that no, I, you know, okay. I, this this shouldn't have happened to you, but that it did happen to you is an incredible story, right? And at least you can take solace in that. Now, let me let me ask. You remember a conversation. You remember there was one wolf, a woman, and you could tell from, from the tone and timbre of her voice she sounded to you as though she was more feminine than these other wolves that were around? Well, well uh... Or you just picked up a vibe? I... I, I can't I can't really tell. I think maybe yeah, she she just I just picked up a vibe, I guess. It Honestly, it kind of sounded like how the missus and I are when we argue. So, you know, I just Oh, so you were getting like a bickering married couple vibe from these wolves. Yeah, they, I mean, because well, except for the whole part where they wanted to eat me. Or, or some of them wanted to eat me, I guess. So there, was a, so there was a woman amongst the wolves who was making the argument to 
that they should eat you, and it was partially for your benefit, saying that you would be better off eaten than back at home. Do you remember the point that was made by any of the other wolves who I assume won this debate, that they did they did say, we will not eat this halfling, we will instead return him to his home? I mean, I was kind of kind of stuck on the the whole being eaten thing, but... But clearly some wolf somewhere made a great point that they shouldn't eat you, and that wolf won the argument. Wolves are all liars. Balthazar... You've said that a bunch. It may be easier if we just go find these wolves ourselves. I think the other one said, if they eat me, then it'll just make us more angry, and that... They shouldn't do that, that they shouldn't make us more angry. But we're all, I mean, especially in town, we're already right mad that these wolves keep taking they all our shit. They spared sheep. your life because they were worried about retribution from the town, which means that these wolves want to continue the situation that they are in right now where they are able to peel these sheep, these sheep off. Do we know if the wolves... It seemed like these wolves were going after normal-sized sheep, right? Like, they specifically didn't peel that large sheep off of the herd. They left that one in the middle of the road, right? Oh, I've never seen... Are, are you talking to the party, or are you I'm talking, talking to, to the party the right now? But I wanted... But does that jive with what we know, that, that we didn't see any... They didn't take the big one. They didn't even go for it. Sorry. They didn't even go for it! Yes, they did say uh, that the meat on the big one seems to be quite tough. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. Maybe, I think, Molly, you might be right that it's time to go and confront these wolves. Um, Mr. Featherrock, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else that you feel we should know that you have not already explained to us? Not, not that I can think of. I just get probably get headed over there by the Grimstone Farm. That's where we started, and we were able to track their footprints at least mm. partly part of the way before we got ambushed. Uh, Mr. Featherock, you have been incredibly helpful. You should leave this town. Your neighbors are bad people, and they... They're horrible. Uh, and I'm sorry that they trampled you. I don't think it was on purpose. I just think they didn't see me. It was dark. We were yeah, ambushed. Yeah, I guess, but that leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and I don't care who knows it. Um, very well. Thank you, Mr. Featherock. Um, is it the party's intention to go, uh, do this now in the evening when uh, most of you do not have dark vision, you could take torches with you, but it would make it obviously not at all stealthy movement if that was a thing, or do we want to uh, rest up at the inn before we head out? Um, do we get, do we know if the, the, like the wolf attacks happen on a regular basis where it, it would be expected to happen again soon or, or we would have to yeah track them out? I would, I would, I would venture. We've had a long day of travel and already fought them off. I would go for yeah. a long rest. I think. I think that's a good idea. I do not rest. Kevin, honey, we know you're invincible. My name is Kevin, not Vince. <laughs> All right. So to answer uh, Doctor Archibald's question, I'm just going to say that you're talking to like the barkeep or something. We can't really tell when they're. Uh, when they're going to attack, but they, they do seem to know whenever the shepherds have them out of the gates that, that that's, that's the time that they tend to attack. They know not to like jump the fences or try to run off with them. Although, although there was a, the Peterson boy who I, they, they had a couple of sheep go missing snatched right from inside the barn. And, and I'll tell you what, their boy, he got thrashed something awful for not closing it up but then a week later the same thing happened even though mr peterson had locked him up itself so no rhyme or reason that i've All seen right then i think we take a rest for the evening as we're resting i'd love to talk with everyone and just say it's curious and curious there are many threads here at work the entire thing that aracocra and the crush thing with the correspondence from William, at who we believe to be William University, this whole thing of magician not answering a, a call for aid, this expedition from the Grimstone farm that saw Mr. Featherrock attacked and hurt. These wolves, obviously the mind springs to several things when one thinks of sentient wolves. The first of which being werewolves, but we... I, 
I think we can rule that out, or at least they are not all werewolves, right? These attacks happen more frequently than once a month. And in addition to that, if if we had been fighting where eight werewolves on the road in here, we would all be extremely dead. Um, these, there are other explanations. I believe wargs do have some limited sentience, yes? And there is also the possibility... I'm going to bring up two other things that I think maybe are more likely than, than wargs, who I think would have distinctive features um, and would maybe also speak goblin. I will bring up uh, something that might relate to this university, which is... Uh, and would also possibly explain these larger-than-average sheep, which is the Awaken spell and the Polymorph spell. Hmm. Yes. That's interesting. So you think that people are being turned into animals? Is that what you're saying? I think some people are maybe being voluntarily turned into animals. Mm. I'm, I, I don't know enough about Arcana or Spellcraft to know whether Polymorph or... On the one hand, if wolves are talking in a way that this halfling can understand them, the explanations are as follows. The wolves have been awakened by very powerful druidic magic. That could possibly explain how these sheep are being turned so big, and if there's some druid out in the woods that's doing this. The second would be the people are being polymorphed. Now, I don't know whether polymorph confers the ability to retain speech or not, but it would explain why they were able to have a conversation over the supine body of that halfling. The, th the third... Yes, I think that yeah, polymorphing, uh, uh, some sort of shape-shifting, um, is it yeah, the awaken, the, exactly, the awaken spell. We saw those wolves very deftly um, herd sheep. I, I am not a, a doctor of, of natural things, but I do find that incredibly intelligent behavior for a group of wolves. These are not herding dogs. Also, the wolves don't save... F they're hunters. They're not... They, they don't store food. So for wolves to go and... A group of eight wolves could make a meal of a single sheep. I, as a proud carnivore myself, I'm happy to tell you that you, you don't need... You wouldn't need five sheep to feed eight wolves. Not for a single meal. So for them to try to collect that many sheep all at once is these wolves possess a, an intelligence only explained by the Awakened spell or explained by them not being wolves to begin with. Yes, I agree. But I don't know if we have all the pieces just yet. No, I don't think we do. I think we need to talk to the wolves. I tried that. Didn't quite go as well for me. Perhaps we should create a situation where a wolf feels very motivated to talk, and I bare my claws. You know, we could all dress up as sheep and go for a walk, and maybe they'll come out. <gasps> fun! I actually love that. I'm not even. I'm not even joking. That's a fun idea. I like it. I'm sure there's enough wool on one sheep for all that of us. That is true. The giant ones have created a lot of wool. I think that's a great plan. I think it's wild. I'm on board. Well, now, where do we get some wool? Boy, do I know an eight-foot sheep. 